Hello and welcome law firm owners to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm Nermeen, your host, and it's officially February, which if that means anything to most people, then it's just another month. I know that marketing likes to make it all about February the 14th and flowers and candy and all of that. So I'm hoping that you are keeping yourself out of all of that mess and that you are continuing to focus on your law firm. Hey, law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. I also know that most resolutions drop off by January 11th. I think that's the day, like that first 10 to 12 days, most people's resolutions are gone. So I hope you're not a resolutioner. I hope that if you are, you didn't you know, fall off the wagon and that you are still keeping up with your resolutions. Um, I wanna talk to you today about hiring. And that's what this entire month of February is gonna be about. Hiring, I know it's very exciting. That's a very hot topic because everyone I know right now is either looking for a job or wants to hire someone for a job. And what I have found is that it is very difficult to find good people normally. Right now, it's about 10 times harder to find good people and good talent. I've also noticed that people are hiring unqualified people just to have a body, just to fill that role. It's not the perfect position, but hey, we need something, we're desperate. And all of that just comes off as really like, ugh. No one wants to work with you when you are like that. So as we kick off this month of hiring and people and all of that, we're gonna have three separate distinct conversations about the three phases of hiring. So phase number one is the pre-hire. That's what this whole episode is gonna be about. The next episode next week is gonna be all about training. The final episode is gonna be about continuous engagement, right? Because you don't wanna hire someone, go through this whole process, train them, find a recruiter, pay the recruiter fees, and then they're not engaged and they leave to go somewhere else. That is a massive waste of your time and honestly, their time. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, all about what you do in the pre-hire stage. Now, I'm going to be transparent here. I run a solo firm. I've always been a solo. I have contractors that I work with, but I do not have employees. And I've actually never hired an employee. And for my personality type, who I am, plus the profitability that I wanna hit, plus you know, just the things that I am capable of doing, I will tell you that for me, having someone else on my team as a full-time employee is not the right fit. 
So why am I telling you this? Okay, number one, you've probably been told as an attorney at some point, you need to hire, you need to hire, you need to hire. There is so much noise out there about how, oh, well, a paralegal costs 40 bucks an hour. Even if you paid her 50, you would still make your money back threefold. Oh my God, it's painful to hear like just the things that people actually say about hiring. But there's a lot of underlying assumptions that these people are making when it comes to hiring. And anytime someone has ever told me, oh, you need to get a VA in your mean, and it's like, okay, number one, I have two specific people who, I actually have three people who work on very separate things. I have a CFL in my business who helps me look at my numbers objectively and who helps me figure out my pricing and, you know, is really a sounding board for financial decisions in my business. The second person I have is another contractor. It's the person who's editing these videos and these podcast episodes, who is wonderful, by the way, his information is below. And the third person I have is someone who helps me with my tech. So I use a lot of automations. I probably have like a comfort level of like seven out of 10 when it comes to technology and automations and just researching and being able to understand like what kind of tech product is best for me. And I have a lot of groups that I'm part of and people that I can ask to say, here's who I am, here's what I'm looking for, what's the solution? And they're more than welcome. They're, they're always happy to guide me and tell me what I need to use. So for me, having a tech VA is actually just someone who is helping me, helping support me in that role and is really helping me provide an A-level experience to my clients where I'm not doing things like create a folder, put their documents in the folder. All that stuff happens automatically because I have a tech VA and because I have the systems in place. Okay, so there is gonna actually be an entire month dedicated to like operations and tech, so I'm not gonna tell you specifically about all that right now, but why am I telling you about this? Because I have gotten so frustrated with people giving me their shitty advice of, Nermeen, you need to hire a VA. No, I don't. I absolutely do not need to hire a VA. I can tell you 10 reasons why I don't need to hire a VA or someone who is full-time in my business. The biggest reason for me is I can actually manage to do a lot of things and I don't have that many things that I do because I've ditched a lot of things from my list. And so the things that actually are on my list are the things that only I can do. So by that, I mean, I'm the only person who communicates with my clients. I'm the only coach, coach, consultant, in my business. No one else does that. I'm the only one who does that. I'm not gonna hire out for that. I do have technology behind the scenes that when I have a call, it automatically gets transcribed and gets sent to my clients and all that, all that stuff happens like, totally behind the scenes and it's not something that I need to do but the, for the things that I do, only I can do. My networking groups, only I can do that. So that is our starting point here. When people are saying that you need to hire, number one, you don't have to hire. Number two, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are like, Nermeen, I really need someone who can send out my contracts, manage my inbox, and send client gifts. Those are the three things. 
that's totally fine. But now you know that that's who you are looking for, right? If you're not looking for someone to be the paralegal, if you're not looking for someone to be the admin, then that's totally okay. But step number one, silence the noise. And then ask yourself, what are you really looking for? What are the skills that you need? Go look at your calendar and mark in red the shit that you hate doing, okay? Then make a list of the shit that you hate doing. By the way, if it's all your client work, I don't know what to tell you, my friend. I mean, maybe you just need to have a remaker business model where you're just bringing in the business and having someone else do the work. Or maybe you just hate the practice of law. Totally a separate conversation, but go through your calendar and mark all the stuff that you hate doing in red. Add it to a list, blank slate, write down the things that you hate doing and then hire for that role. Don't just hire because someone says, oh, you are, you're gonna save so much time when you do this and when you do that, what they're not taking into consideration. And we're gonna talk about this a lot in the next episode is the on-ramp when it comes to hiring. I have hired for the last at least 13 years of my professional career and I will tell you that number one, there is no secret to hiring, okay? I don't care what the recruiter says um, or, or what the company says, you know, that wants to place people with you. People get it wrong. I've had professional recruiters get it wrong. <laughs> I was watching this episode of Masterclass with Sarah Blakely, who is the uh, CEO of Spanx. And she even openly says, hiring is crapshoot. It's 50-50. Even for her, it's 50-50. And she's got all the money and the brand and the purpose and all of that. And for her, it's 50-50. So whatever someone is telling you, oh, guaranteed placement, yeah, they might go through like six or seven people. And by that time you've trained six or seven people. And then you're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it myself, okay? So I don't want you to get to that point. And that's why it's so important that you do the pre-hire steps, okay? So go through and figure out what the things are that you actually want to hire for. What's the shit that you hate doing? Here's the second part of it. This is the financial part. So number one, don't just hire because you have money sitting in the bank. That means you don't have a financial strategy with your money. That's the dumbest thing that you can do. Well, there's dumber things that you can do, but you get what I mean, right? Okay, so don't just hire because you've got money sitting in the bank, right? That's just the dumbest thing that you can do. So what you want to do is hire based on the skill set that you're looking for and to make sure that the role that you are looking for, you have at least three months set aside for that person. I don't care if it's a contractor, a VA, a business manager, a social media person, a um, marketing person, whoever this person is, paralegal, junior associate, Make sure you have three months of their salary set aside. Here's why. True story. Most attorneys that I know end up hiring. And so now they've got, let's say, 5,000 coming in the bank, like leftover after everything. And then what happens? They hire, and let's say this person ends up being, let's say reasonably $3,000 a month, okay? That gives your, that brings your net slash your cushion down to 2,000 a month because that's coming out of your cash flow, right? 
one client doesn't pay you. One client's credit card bounces. One client is upset with you because they lost the case. One client is all it takes to fuck you over and make you have a cash flow problem because now you're at $2,000 and you've got to pay this person the next month. But the client that you were expecting to pay didn't pay you. So what do you do? Do you tell this new person, hey, I'll get you next month? Do you tell this person, maybe work 10 hours this week and, and you know, we'll just keep it as a shorter week, you know? Or what do you tell them, right? You went through all this work to hire them and now you have a problem. You did not fully prepare and plan and put money aside for this person. Here's what else happens. People assume that when they take those most hated tasks off of their list, that now there is going to be additional business that comes in because you attorney have been quote unquote, sending away clients and pushing away business. Listen, I can't tell you how many times attorneys have told me that. And then I look at their books and I look at their call schedule and everything. And I'm like, listen, that's not even what's happening. You're not sending away business because of that. You're having clients come in who are not qualified to work with you. And that's why you're sending the business away. Okay. That's a totally different excuse than, well, I'm getting all these phone calls, but I don't have the bandwidth for it. Honestly, that is true. Like one in 100 of the times and you are not that one. Okay. I'm telling you that right now. So you assume that you're going to hire someone. And then once you hire them on, you're going to now take that extra time that you have on your calendar. And you're going to now be able to bring on new business. You're going to spend time doing higher billing activity. But the underlying assumption there is that more business is going to come in that you are in fact turning away business because you can't take it on. Okay. It's not true. And you have to stop telling yourself that because it's a lie. And that lie is what is costing you cash flow in your business. You know, I tell law firm owners openly and honestly, sometimes there's going to be shit that you hate doing and it may not make sense for you to hire out for that role. So yeah, sometimes we're, we're just going to have to do that shit and that's okay. You know, we've gotten to this stupid statement of hire out for the things that you don't like to do, but where's the money going to come in from? If you keep hiring out for the shit that you don't want to do, are you actually bringing in additional business? What are you doing to compensate for that new expense on your books? Whether it's 500 a month, whether it's a thousand a month, whether it's 3000 a month, I don't care what that amount is. If you want to truly start becoming a wildly successful law firm owner, if you want to do things the right way, you are going to have a plan and a strategy. And that isn't, Oh, look, I have $5,000 in my bank. I can spend it and hire someone. That's not a strategy. That is like luck. Okay. It's it, it, it really is not the way that you are going to grow your firm. Okay. So 
Those are the two most important things that I want you to understand before you go through the pre-hire. Make sure it's someone that you actually need. Don't hire someone because some other attorney said, this is who I hired. Don't hire someone because you saw someone that you like and follow on Instagram with a team of 14. That might not be right for you. That may not work for you, right? I'm telling you that I have clients who have zero people on their staff. It's just them. And if I'm gonna give you a little secret, they are actually my happier clients. They are happier with practicing law. They are happier with their business. Do you know why? Because they get to keep all of their money and they don't have to work extra hard to rain make, business develop for all of these people who are on their staff. Am I, am I telling you to go fire everyone? No. Am I saying you shall only ever be a solo practicing attorney? No, but what I am trying to tell you is that follow what's right for you, not the bullshit that you see out there, not the bullshit bad advice. And if you're going to hire, make sure you do it strategically. Make sure you got at least three months set aside for this person so you don't fuck over your cash flow. And please, for the love of God, make sure you're hiring the right person. Someone might tell you you need an admin. Maybe what you actually need is a paralegal. They might tell you that what you need is paralegal. Maybe what you need is a junior associate. Maybe what they're telling you is you need a junior associate. Maybe you need a senior associate, right? Stop listening to the noise. Look at your books. Look at your calendar. Look at how much money is left aside. Look at your firm, not someone else's and decide what decisions you can make based on your balance sheet, based on your bank statement, and based on your calendar. If you are someone who always wants to be client-facing, like I do, I don't wanna hire someone else to take that role. I love doing what I do. I want to talk to attorneys all day. I also know that most people share very bullshit advice, and I'm, not going to be the person who shares that kind of information with my clients. So yeah, I'm always going to be customer facing. I'm not gonna hire out for this role. And what I will do is hire out for other things, right? And that's exactly how I've set up my business in my practice. And I've ditched doing a lot of things. And because I've ditched doing a lot of things, it's given me more space to just work with my clients. I don't have to turn business away, right? I just have more space on my calendar because I stopped filling it with other bullshit, non-revenue generating, non-happiness making activities, right? So here's the last sort of thing I'm gonna leave you with here. If you decide you've got money in the bank, hiring is not right for you right now for your business, for your practice, can you use that money in other ways to give you happiness in your life and in your firm? I will tell you that I personally hate doing my laundry. I don't know why, just something about it. Hate it, 
So I have a housekeeper who comes once a month and she does my laundry that once a month and has made my life significantly easier. So are there things in your personal life that you can find to help make your life better and take some of the stress off from being a lawyer because the reality is that as lawyers we sometimes do have high stakes cases and highly emotional cases whether it's the closing of a business right or it's you know a child custody case or an estate plan where you know all the kids are fighting and the parents can't decide who gets what right we all have those and we can feel so much angst and frustration there and then realize oh great i gotta go home i gotta do the groceries i gotta clean the house i gotta you know do the dishes i've gotta do this maybe you take some of that money and you put it towards your personal lifestyle instead of hiring for someone who is going to give you subpar quality work who you don't have time to effectively train and you're just going to end up doing the work yourself anyway I swear, every attorney has told me that anytime they've ever hired someone. Well, I just ended up doing the work myself. So I say that to say you're in good company because it happens to 100% of attorneys. I have not met an attorney yet who has hired someone who didn't work out. So just wanted to say that in case you were thinking like there's some sort of unlucky streak against you. That's not what it is. It's just tough. It's really tough. All right. Um, that's everything for today's episode. I'll be back next week to share about this second phase of hiring. And if you didn't know, then just a really quick note, there's two things that are going to be available for you this month. Number one, if you look at the link in the description, you will see that I'm now offering 90 minute strategy sessions. So those are available obviously for a price, but it's especially for the people who have major commitment phobia and don't want to commit to a 12 month program like the CEO Academy. Number two, we created a resource library. So every month, like I said, at the beginning of um, this year's podcast, I wanted to start making these podcast episodes more actionable. So every month was going to have a little freebie, a little guide to help you along your journey of growing your law firm. I wanted you to take what I was saying here and then make it actionable. So it's not just listening, it's doing as well. So all of these will be available on one page so you can go through and download as many of these guides as you want. They are yours um, to keep. There's no charge for them. And the reason that I do it is again, this is part of my purpose and my mission. I want you to grow your law firm in the right way without having to deal with bullshit business advice, doing what's right for you and really thinking strategically and making decisions based on the numbers in your firm. Well, that is everything for this episode. It went longer than I thought it would, to be completely honest, but I guess I had a lot to say about this phase of hiring. All right. So until next week, Thank you so much lawyers for listening in, for continuing to listen in and to continue growing your practice. I am so proud of you. See you next week. Bye. Hey, law firm owners. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. 
please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.